Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast, Know Your Host, where me, Ben Robinson, interviews John Williams to uh, let you get to know him a bit better. Hi, that's me. So, John, I'm going to ask you some questions to kind of elucidate to the audience uh, who you are as a human being. Oh, I'm definitely a human being that does not understand big words. Um, what am I getting myself into? I'm kind of excited, kind of nervous. Uh, well, I'm going to ask you some questions. Uh, hopefully, they tell everyone, a, you know, give everyone a deeper meaning of who you are, or at least uh, embarrass you, maybe. All right. Well, at least I know if it's too embarrassing, I can cut it out because I am the editor currently. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm fucked when it's my turn, huh? <laughs> nah. You know I'll take care of you. All right. So to start with, uh, what made you want to do a podcast? I I think my main motivation for doing a podcast is twofold. One is how much I've enjoyed listening to podcasts lately. Um, they, they've replaced music on my normal rotation on my commute. And then also, you and I, for years, we've just been sitting around and talking. That's, we do more, more of that than anything else. And we're terribly unproductive. Yes. Yeah. Some people, uh, you know, go out and do things and experience life, and we don't. It's interesting because outsiders don't understand it at first you know when i first started dating angelina it's like what do you want to do it's like i just want to go sit around ben's house or i guess when you guys moved back to town it's like fantastic i have people to sit around and talk with because that's all we ever did we've just sat around and talked you know yeah we played video games we played in bands we watched movies but it always just boiled down to are you bored go over to ben's house sit on the couch talk with people for several hours so you and i would sit around and we'd have you know interesting conversations that just go all over the place i'm like hey maybe somebody else would find this interesting oh yeah there's nothing like good company yeah and i'm great company yeah yeah you're all you've the standing rule john is welcome at my house oh next question what is your favorite nes game can i give you a top two I think top, top two is pretty good. I have such a hard time doing my favorite one thing. It's usually a top three. I, I have a worse time than you, so top two seems very reasonable to me. I think I can narrow it down to a top two. Um, one of them would be Mega Man 2. Solid. Yeah, I love the Mega Man series. Mega Man 2 was what I cut my teeth on. It was it was everything. You know, it, it had the password system that the first one didn't have. The The journey as a child of figuring out which weapons worked on which boss, timing everything out perfect so, you know, you have those blocks that disappear in Heat Man's level or you have um, those heads that pop up and have spikes and shoot little dudes out in Air Man's level. So much of that was timing. So much of that was patience. You know, playing the Quick Man level last and using using the Flash Man power so you could actually get through the level. Um, the music... I I still have the Wiley stage music as my ringtone. That game, I will still revisit probably once a year, once every two years, and just buzz through it. I can get through it in like an hour. I'm no speedrunner or anything, but I know that game. I know it very well. And then the other one is Bionic Commando. That one's always been one of my all-time favorites. I grew up with it. My friend as a child, Preston, had it. And it was super frustrating not having a jump and having that grappling hook, but it was so interesting. It was a side-scrolling platformer where you had to take stock into your inventory and your weapons and your communication devices, similar to RPGs, which I never really got into RPGs. I didn't have the the patience for it. But with this game, 
it had those elements and it had the the times you had to use your brain and it was very frustrating sometimes but i always always loved it when they did that reissue the rearmed for xbox that was amazing it was one of the greatest video gaming experiences of my life and that that is also a game i constantly revisit i don't have the patience i had when i was a kid but at least i know on whatever stage it is eight or six or whatever when you have to start with the bazooka to get past a wall in the very beginning at least i know to start with that because it was really frustrating as a kid i think there is a way to just exit the level but i think i always forgot it as a kid and i'd have to turn the game off and i'd get frustrated and throw my controller yeah that is a solid reissue of that game it is bionic commando with all the graphics and everything being better it was so good. They did a really good job. It's a cool mechanic, too. Like You miss not having a jump at first, but uh, you pretty quickly realize how cool having a grappling hook arm is. Yeah, the, the timing for that and uh, uh, you know the mechanics behind it were so, so super cool. Did you ever play the, the, uh, the Rearmed Part 2? Yeah, yeah, I have it. See, I had it, too. I never got far in that because they added a jump, and it, it kind of killed it for me. They added a jump to the game, and then the control scheme was a little bit different. I don't know if it was changeable or not, but it just it didn't feel the same to me. And I feel like kind of a kind of an asshole saying it, but you know, I mean, I tried. I tried several times. So, John, what are your hobbies? What do you what do you do for fun? All right, for those who don't know me, which is literally our target <laughs> audience right now, that yeah. is that is yeah. who we're making this for. Other than the ten subscribers we have that are our friends, so they definitely know me. I am, I'm a huge comic geek. I've always been a huge fan of comics. DC Comics, Marvel Comics, Image Comics. Um, my favorite has always been Superman, um, followed closely by Batman, so nobody get angry. Um, I don't care for Wolverine or Gambit, so get angry. Do people care for Gambit? Is, is that like a, is he akin to Wolverine? I have no idea why. I thought it was just something from our childhoods, you know, where everybody was like, yeah, Wolverine, Gambit, Archangel. But no, like there's Archangel. Oh yeah, when we were kids, yeah. I mean, I was an Angel fan, and, and because I liked Hawkman too, you know. So I liked the Feather Wings. I like heroes. So, but but once he turned to Archangel, he has metal wings, shoots spikes. He's yes, got yeah. an attitude. Everybody loves him. But no, it, there's a weird contingency uh, of people who love Gambit still. C'est la vie. Oh, shut up. I also, in my off time, draw comic books. It's something that's been a lifelong pursuit of mine. I remember being five years old and drawing a shitty little picture of the Flash and saying I wanted to draw comics when I was older. I, I remember that clear as day. I was at my friend Ryan Snyder's house, um, who was a couple years older than me, and he was better at drawing than I was. So it was somebody to look up to. Growing up, I always drew my own comics. I, I've, I've been drawing as long as I've been alive. Um, I ended up going to school for animation. Didn't do that, worked at a restaurant, developed a whiskey habit for about a decade, and uh, then I became an animator at a uh, company in Sacramento, and I'm still doing that and video production to this day. But in my off hours, I enjoy podcasting now and drawing comic books, which we are currently doing. Space Oddities, number one, comes out sometime insert plug here yeah follow us uh or follow me on instagram beefy mcstudley to see progress on space oddities all right so john what is your greatest goal in life 
man, you're taking this very seriously. I'm going to have to... It gets, it gets way less serious, don't okay, worry. Okay, good. If there was something that I would want to accomplish before I died, you know, if I had one big bucket list item, it would be to draw Superman professionally one time, at least. I'd love to do it for a long time. But I would love to draw a Superman comic book for DC Comics. Or Justice League, Superman's in it. That'd be cool. You should have got cancer when you were a kid and had that that be your make-a-wish. You know what? I've actually thought about that. That thought has actually crossed my mind. (laughs) Like, if I was dying, I would go to DC Comics and say, hey, I'm dying. I want to draw something for Superman. Give me a three-page backup story, something. It'll be great press for them. I don't think they give a shit about people in their mid-30s dying. I think you got to be a kid. Yeah, I just have to get get a big enough social media presence. Yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, hey, if this podcast takes off, once I get cancer, I'm in. We'd have people that that I can direct to uh to DC Comics to tell them to let me draw a Superman comic. All right, so I want I want to get a little bit more serious before we get uh into the more wacky stuff here. And, uh, <sighs> you know, one last really serious question. Uh how many times in your adult life have you shit your pants? Zero. Oh, you son of a bitch. I know. I I take great pride in that, especially knowing someone like you where that that <laughs> sorry no that's fine <laughs> that was not on my list of questions to ask you and it doesn't need to be i think we touched on it the last episode a little bit you you've, you've done it a couple times and that makes me feel good that i never have it should happen <laughs> i get jokes all right john yes mary fuck kill april o'neil chitara and lady J. oh this is this is tough. I mean, it's it's not so difficult in as much as, uh, fuck, I think I'd have to go Chitara. I think of the three, Chitara is probably my least favorite. But if it came down to the three of them, Lady J is probably fairly boring. April O'Neil is probably not that. Like, Chitara just seems like she would be the most freaky deaky. Gotta do it. I can see that. So from there, who do I want to marry? April O'Neil? I don't know. Lady J? I think so. I had a thing for Lady J when I was a kid. I wasn't a Scarlet fan. I always dug Lady J. Um, I'm not sure why. So I think, get ready to email us, nerds. I'm going to kill April O'Neil, and I'm going to marry Lady J. Fuck Chitara. Uh-huh. You fucking furry. <laughs> hey, she doesn't look that furry, and her body uh, <laughs> just won't quit, you know? Got that leotard. Yeah, she was sexier than Tila. If it was Tila in there instead, I don't know, I'd probably kill her. She's not wearing a jumpsuit? Yeah, just a, just a leotard and some booties. Some spots. Next question. In a fight to the death, who would win? Nightwing, Red Hood, Red Robin, or Damian Wayne Robin? Just to preface this, here's the geek coming out in me, and I know some people don't give a shit, but I just hate that Tim Drake is categorized as Red Robin. That new 52-ass bullshit. Tim Drake was my Robin. Fight to the death. Immediately, Nightwing's out. Tim Drake's out. No Nightwing, no Red Robin. Those guys won't kill. They don't have the killing edge. So Red Hood or Damian Wayne? I think both of them have the instinct. They have the ability. They have the moral... Ambiguity? Yes. You know, I think most people would say Damian Wayne because it's probably the popular answer and because he was trained by the League of Assassins. 
but I'm going to go Jason Todd only because you have the League of Assassins and you have Batman. Batman constantly beats the League of Assassins. Batman is top shit. Red Hood has uh, has fought Batman to a standstill. Red Hood probably at some point could have killed Batman. I'm going Red Hood beats Damian Wayne just because Damian Wayne is a snotty little shit who probably didn't pay attention to Batman's teachings enough after being trained by the League of Assassins because he is a snotty little shit and Jason Todd gets him. So Jason Todd wins the battle to the death. All right, John, what is your preferred hangover cure? Go home on your way home while you're still feeling good. Grab yourself a bag of McDonald's breakfast and eat it as soon as you get home. Take a shower. Pass out. Crash in the shower if you have to. I used to do that. I used to just pass out in the shower with it running on me. I would put a washcloth over over the side of my head so water wouldn't collect in my ear. Oh man, hangovers are the worst. And if you're over 30, they last into a second day. And man, I'm so glad I don't drink like that anymore. Only on the very rare occasion. But hmm. I think I learned my lesson in the last year and I haven't done it in quite a while. Yeah, mine is almost diametrically opposed to that. But but uh, I guess good for you. That works. Yeah. I mean, okay, fine. Pizza, bacon sandwich, burrito. Is that all one thing? <laughs> a, a pizza, pizza bacon, bacon sandwich burrito because <laughs> if it is i want one you know bread and fat i've heard is supposed to be great for it um, which i don't disagree with i ate lots of breads and fats while hungover in my 20s and that's why i was you know 70 pounds heavier than i am now i eat a lot when i'm not hungover <laughs> that's why i'm 70 pounds heavier now than i was then <laughs> Uh, All right, John, boxers or briefs? Boxers, 100%. I do not want to be contained. So, John, what is your favorite board game? Okay, this is tough because I had a lot of fun with board games growing up. But as I've gotten older, I found I have less patience for them. Really? Yeah, I like, like okay, all-time classic, Clue. I loved it when I was younger, before... I knew how to play it. It was just, it was interesting. It was a murder mystery. Then I remember specifically, actually, this is interesting that you're asking me this. I remember playing at your house once. It was the first time where I actually really understood the rules of Clue and how to play the game, how to pay attention to the questions that other people are asking, and how to make educated guesses based on that. And I kicked the shit out of everybody. And it was amazing. Fast forward years and years later, I was at Angelina, my girlfriend's parents' place, you know, six months ago or so, and we played Clue. And I was like, oh yeah, here we go. And man, those people, they'd been playing a long time, so they they knew the right questions to ask to throw people off the scent and whatnot. And I knew they were doing it, but I still did not have the patience for it. Same thing like with Nintendo games. I don't have the patience. So I ended up you know, making an accusation totally wrong. I think I had the weapon right, but then I just sat there as everybody else played. So I don't have the patience for it anymore. Same thing with Monopoly. It takes way too long. I've found board games, you kind of need the right people to be playing with too. There's some people that I just don't games with anymore. That's true. Yeah, but I think I think my favorite that I've never gotten tired of, and I had it when I was a child, was, or is, Scattergories. Oh, that's a fun-ass game. I haven't yeah. played that in a long time. It's so good. We've got it. You guys should come over and play it. 
I will. Yeah, the it's it's fast. the The payoff is immediate, and the stakes are also immediate and temporary. So that game that game's great, especially when something like a like a you know superhero name or a villain name comes up. Man, I've been reading Marvel comics my whole life. So if if there's anything I know, it's Stanley loved his alliteration. So if it's B <laughs> and it's on heroes, man, I got Bruce Banner. You know, villains. I got Doctor Doom. You know, it's it's uh it's fairly easy. So, John, what fictional place would you most like to go? The moon. I don't believe it exists. <laughs> it's just painted on. Yeah, it's cheese. See, the the very easy answer is Metropolis to the to the roof of the Daily Planet. In this situation, would Superman exist if I went to this fictional place, Metropolis? Would I have a chance of seeing Superman flying over? Absolutely. Okay, then 100% Metropolis. I'm going to throw myself off a building just to get caught. No, I wouldn't do that at all. I don't know. If you saw Superman flying by, you might. Yeah, if I actually like if he was saw there right flying there, by. be like, yo, Superman, ah, save me. Yeah. What is the worst state or country that you've been to? Worst country, for sure, Mexico. I went to Tijuana once. Never want to go back. Scared me to death. I was having fun with our buddy who used to live in Mexico. And, uh, you know, no, it was not a good time. I got left alone for a little bit. I didn't have any cash on me. They put a prostitute next to me and put a little Coronita next to her and made a little jerk-off motion with it. And all of a sudden, Coronitas cost six bucks when you're buying them for hookers when... Coronas cost three bucks when you're buying them for yourself, and I only had four bucks to my name, so I was a little terrified. Thankfully, there was a, a American sitting there with me that spotted me a few bucks, and the uh, the owner of the establishment or the the guy running the hookers called thought I was gay because I didn't want to take that hooker up, even though I'd I'd talked to her for a little bit, and I was like, hey. How do you like it here? And she's like, I don't like it very much. And I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. And she she wasn't one of those, like, you know, big, nasty, let's get this done hookers. Like, she looked terrified. She looked innocent. And I was so bummed. Um, so that was a wholly unpleasant experience. So, John, did you have any interesting nicknames? For myself? Well, hopefully that other people gave you at any point in your life. Oh, interesting nicknames. I thought you asked if I had any interest in nicknames. No, no. Any interesting nicknames for you. So it's not, does the subject of nicknames hold any (laughs) value to you? (laughs) Our friend Kyle has on occasion referred to me as Genghis John, and I like that one. That's a good one. I know. I wish it would have stuck. Yeah. And, you know, you can't give yourself your own nicknames. But I would not have minded at all if I would have gotten the classic John nickname of Jack. Really? Yeah, I would have been okay with that. I've never thought of you as a Jack, though. That's interesting. Yeah, just it doesn't suit me. That's why it never happened, I don't think. There was a brief moment in my life where I was like, yeah, yeah, I could I could go for that. I could I could fit that. But no, I'm I'm just not the Jack type. We should we should try and make Genghis John stick. I like that. I am perfectly fine with that. Right. When people ask you for help, what do they usually ask you for help with? You son of a bitch. You know damn well what that is. Besides the obvious answer of moving, there's one that is, it's a continuous uh, ongoing thread with the two of us where you are very mechanically inclined. You're a problem solver. 
but when I'm involved, I don't want to think. So we've sort of relegated me to the dumb holder of stuff. I don't think, I just hold things. Standing and holding. Yep. I guess not enough people ask you to draw them Superman, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I guess that doesn't really fix many problems. Yeah, I think I've been, <laughs> I've been blessed in that people don't generally do that so often. I did ask you to draw a really awesome mosaic on the side of an arcade machine I built a while ago, and uh, you designed a pretty awesome mosaic. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I wish we would have finished that. Or I wish I would have finished that. Yeah, it was it was pretty bitching though. Like that thing was was rad. It was way better than anything I could have come up with. Yeah, every once in a while I run across my my sketches, my designs from that on paper. But yeah, I had that drawn out in white on the side, at least one side of it where it was going to be yeah. the heroes. That thing was killer. Yeah, it was super rad. So if you woke up from cryogenic slumber of a hundred years, and you knew it was a hundred years, so you wouldn't have to ask what year it was, what would the first question you would ask be? Where's the bathroom? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like, I'd probably be looking for some joke, like, hey, how long was I out? Or did I snore? <laughs> you know, especially if, if, there, if, there, if it was like a cute technician getting me out of there. I don't know. I may ask, like, hey, what good movies are out? Or what is the movie or comic book industry like now? Or do hoverboards exist? Where's my jetpack? Oh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> See, all of these questions, like, it wouldn't be my first question, but I would ask all of these things. All right, what is your favorite podcast right now? James Bonding. That is consistently my favorite podcast to listen to. Matt Gorley and Matt Myra have such a great rapport, and they have such a love for the character of James Bond, which I also love. They've done one fill-in episode of Indiana Jonesing, which I also love. They want to do Star Wars podcasts, you know, they, they yeah, Star Star, Star Wars. Warsing. Yeah. I mean, it would be great. I'd listen to it. So they're currently on hiatus, but that is my favorite consistently. Um, I love Hollywood Babylon that comes out once a week and I love that show. I listen to every single episode. All right. So if you were to turn immortal, what age would you choose for your permanent age? 32. I feel like that was a good age for me. And I feel like at that age, you're grown up enough. And, you know, you don't look like a kid. You don't look like an old man. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good neutral age. All right. What luxury could you not live without? Insulin. Staggeringly accurate. <laughs> what is something surprising you've learned recently? That that sitcom in the 90s called Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place starred Ryan Reynolds and Nathan Fillion. Learned that today. I don't think I've ever heard of that. You don't remember that? I never watched the show, but I remember it existing. I remember liking the uh, the lead girl. And as it turns out, I found out today also, her name is Trailer. Like her first name is Trailer? Yeah, but it's like Taylor with an R. So it's like Trailor. Trailer. That is an interesting name. It's an awful name. Yeah. Is her last name Park? Oh, I wish it was Trash. <laughs> I think it's Howard. Yeah, that, that doesn't play as well. Nope. All right, well, who is your favorite author? Can I give you a top three? Sure. Top four? Uh, do we got time for that? Top six? 
No, what, I, are, what are your top hundred <laughs> favorite authors? Um, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna narrow this down to books. I'm not gonna put comic books into the mix. These are gonna be book book authors. Number four, Agatha Christie. Her murder mysteries, her uh, Poirot books specifically, are what got me into reading. Um, when we were in high school, we had to read, and then there were none, otherwise known as Ten Little Indians, and that one started me reading. And then number three is probably, oh shit, can I do five? Well, I mean, are these ranked? Just go to number one. This is your favorite author. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to do four honorable mentions then. Agatha Christie, Raymond Chandler with his Philip Marlowe series, and the very rare uh, short stories that weren't Philip Marlowe. Richard Stark with the Parker series. Ian Fleming with the James Bond series. All of those, I've read their entire bibliography. Is that what it would be? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Right. It was a very intriguing run. A lot of intrigue. Yeah, definitely. I, I loved the murder mystery, and it all culminated in one time, let's see, probably almost five years ago. At the, at the new year, it'll be five years ago when I discovered Ray Bradbury. So he is my number one. Um, his stories unlocked my imagination like no other author ever had and it was at the same time where i discovered a couple of artists that unlocked um certain styles as well you know with brush inking and um actually one of those artists uh wally wood has drawn a couple of ray bradbury stories so it it all sort of was interwoven at the same time it was sort of like a universally um important moment in my life but yeah, Ray Bradbury, I still have not read probably anywhere close to all of his stuff, but I've probably read more Ray Bradbury than anyone else, except maybe, oh, then again, I don't know, in sheer page count, Richard Stark's got a lot of books. Solid choice. All right, John, when was the last time you cried? Um, Full-on blubbering cry? About a year ago, uh, my girlfriend and I had to put her cat down. And it was the good one of the two. It was the quiet one. The other one is very loud, as you know, but nobody else knows. So it sounds like this. Yeah, and it's perfectly healthy, perfectly happy. That's what it sounds like. And it wakes me up in the middle of the night, and it's the worst. But the other one was a diabetic, he was old, and we had to put him down. And, you know, sitting there, after making the decision to end the life of a living creature who understands to a certain degree, and just sort of being there to um, to witness that, did make me blubber a little bit. There it is. Well, yeah, dead pet. That's a good, uh, solid reason to cry a bit. I guess. I mean, I like I like the whole... You know, times when it's okay for a man to cry, it's, you know, when his dog dies is one of them, but... Well, yeah, cats are pieces of garbage. They I, are. I've never cried over a cat, but, you know, teach his own. Yeah. To you, what is worth spending more on to get the best? What'd you call me? <laughs> so what is what is worth spending more to get better quality? Art supplies. It is much that... When there's something that I really want to take a chance on and to really give it a good college try, I want to get good stuff the first time. Um, in this case, there were some watercolors earlier this week where I was like, you know what? 
I really want to try this watercolor thing. I need a watercolor pad. You know, I'd, I'd had some some little substandard ones in the past where I was just farting around, but I was like, I want to do a serious piece tonight. I need to get some good paper because I know if I get shitty paper and then the result is shitty, regardless of whether or not it was the paper's fault, I won't try again. So hmm. I wanted to decrease my chances of it being shitty, you know, decrease the reasons why it could be shitty. If it's shitty because I just sucked at it, Okay, I'll I'll own that. All right, so this le- this one is a two-parter, which should fit in well with your two-part answers. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a four-part answer. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your guilty pleasure? Like, what is the thing that you love that everyone else hates? Oh, jeez. And conversely, what is something that you hate that everyone else seems to love? Okay, what do I love that everyone else hates? The easy answer is Superman, but I won't go with that because it's too easy. And oh, I think that's, that's a solid answer. I don't think people hate Superman as much as Superman haters want to believe. You know, if if my con, uh, my yeah, convention they appearance, they don't love him as much as you love him either. Well, that's true, but that's not the question. I you know, that's fair. Yeah, if 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 my if my conventions have taught me anything it's that people love superman and the rocketeer they i think those prints that i sell sell better than batman which is absurd the rocketeer sells better than batman i mean the rocketeer is awesome i love the rocketeer also but i'd be i it, it is surprising to me that he may sell better than batman i'd have to do an official count but they're probably pretty close but even close is a, is a win for the Rocketeer, I think. Well, yeah, and and I get more people stopping and going, "Whoa, the Rocketeer!" than I do going, "Oh, that's a cool Batman." It yeah. might just be because there's tons of Batman out there, so it doesn't stand out, and there's yeah, not a whole yeah. lot of Rocketeer. But even my Superman sells better. You know, I I I used to work with a writer that you know always playfully gave me shit about how often I draw Superman, about how nobody loves Superman. But I mean. You know, proof is in the pudding. Like, Superman sells well. He doesn't sell to the degree that Deadpool does, but Superman sells. People do love Superman. It's just, it's become cool since 1986 to not be a Superman fan. Other than that, I mean, here's here's the problem I've always had, is that everything I love is undoubtedly the best, and everybody acknowledges that. So <laughs> I don't really have any guilty pleasures. There, there's no pleasures of mine that I have to be guilty about because everybody agrees it is the greatest. All right, what about your uh, your secret hate? What 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 do you just you can't stand that everyone seems to just be gaga over? Oh, secret hate? I don't know. I don't think I keep my hates well, a secret. Not a secret, but I mean the kind of thing where, like, if you were in a crowd of people you'd never met before and they were talking about how much they loved it, you would be reticent to say, "You guys are fucking stupid." So you guys are. So you're looking for a hot take? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where where society has got it wrong. Here it is, everybody. Empire Strikes Back is the worst of the original trilogy. Shit. Yeah. I get it. It grew up. It took storytelling into a different place, you know, where it doesn't it doesn't have to be a happy ending. The special effects in that movie are garbage. Um, you know, was it revolutionary for storytelling? I don't know. I'm not I'm not certain exactly what it is that everybody loves so much about that movie, but it is 100% my least favorite of the trilogy. This whole movement that uh, that Empire is the best of the originals is 
complete bullshit and half the people that say that don't actually feel it they're just buying into what the the few wackos that originally came up with that thought um is there a movement that empire's the best holy shit dude uh I, when was it like probably a good 15 20 years ago all of a sudden like empire which was the redheaded stepchild of the trilogy when it first came out all of a sudden people just came out of the woodwork talking about how it's the best well you know it's hip to be square exactly and similarly i'm going to i'm going to give you one more little bonus hot take bon jovi sucks fuck bon jovi there was something about 15 years ago where all of a sudden somebody said it was okay to like bon jovi and everyone just picked up on it and all of a sudden he's big again fuck that guy his music is garbage it's terrible and i don't ever want to hear it again in my entire life there it is all right yeah that that's the kind of sentiment i was looking for i wanted some real vitriol <laughs> yeah all right my final question if you could erase your memory of an experience in order to experience it again for the first time what would that be oh man this is a good one i've i've often said over the years in reference to movies Movies that were always in my life that I've taken for granted as having always been there. I've always wished I could see them for the first time through fresh eyes. You know, every once in a while I get the opportunity to see a movie with somebody who hasn't seen it. And that makes you look at a movie in a different way. Also, when you get to see a movie like, say, uh, Princess Bride or Ghostbusters or Back to the Future when they're doing one of those events at Century Theaters where they're playing it on the big screen... The first time you see it on the big screen, if you've never seen it before, is just amazing because you notice so much more that you've never noticed before. You're seeing it humongous and all of these things, again, that you've taken for granted just pop out at you. You're like, holy shit, I never noticed that in the background. I never noticed that facial expression, you know, that little eyebrow raise that somebody does. So I have often said if I could experience Superman the movie for the first time again. You know, that that would be a very big thing for me. But that could also go for Indiana Jones or Back to the Future. I think of everything, you know, there are a lot of movies that were very important to me growing up. But Superman the movie is such a great film, in my opinion. And Superman's my favorite character of all time. So being able to experience that movie for the first time would probably be it. There would probably be some honorable mentions like Disneyland or Indiana Jones, the ride, you know, things like that, that are thrilling and are great. But I don't think any, anything could match the experience of Superman, the movie from 1978 for the first time. It's weird how nostalgia can kind of taint your opinion of things. Because there's probably some things that I love that if I forgot about entirely and then went and experienced for the first time that I may love less. I never thought of that until you started to say that. Yeah, like, it's very possible. Like, if you didn't have those those mem fond memories from your childhood of, of Superman or, or any a number of other... Like, I mean, going back and, like, watching the, the old Ninja Turtles cartoon, you're like, well, this is garbage, but I love it because I enjoyed it when I was a kid. But, like, if you didn't have that memory, you'd be like, no, this is just garbage. Wait, for the record... I went back and watched the original Ninja Turtles cartoon a couple years ago, or at least a season of it, and it was fantastic. Fantastic? Really? Yes. All right, we'll have to, we'll have to get back to that. He-Man is tough to watch. Yeah, I just watched an episode of He-Man the other day, and it was, 
Because my kids had never seen it. Yeah. And I and I watched it with them. I was like, oh, I used to watch this when I was a kid. You guys want to watch it? I was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I put it on, and I was like, oh. That's one of my all-time favorites, and it Man. is tough. G.I. Yeah. Joe is tough, too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not great. But no, Ninja Turtles totally holds up. Oh, maybe I need to go back and watch some more Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's all I got. Uh, I, th- I feel like we've gotten to know you better. Uh, I think we uh, we really understand who you are as a person, and there is... That pond doesn't go any deeper. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Scratching the surface. All right, John. Well, thank you very much for humoring me. And uh, hey, you know what? It was my pleasure. Excellent. Well, we will see you all next time when uh, presumably John will subject me to the same uh, runaround. Bye, bye, everybody. Hey. And just so you know, you can email us. Let us know how we're doing at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can go ahead and uh, check us out on all the social medias. It's Facebook and Instagram at Geeksploration Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geeksplore Pod. And if you enjoyed this or our regular podcast, please drop us a review at Apple Podcasts. It is definitely the best way to try and get more ears into this. And our uh, theme song for this special edition was Faster Does It by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. <laughs>